1: On today's wrestling news, Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki kick each other's heads in. A big dog
2: shoots on a chick magnet.
1: We've got an update on the King of the Ring, <laughs> Queen's Crown, and Crown Jewel card. And Amanda Huber is all elite. Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? Yes, my name is Phil Chambers, and I'm joined by Gareth Morgan to talk all things wrestling news. But before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below what you think of all of today's stories, and links to all of the stories are in the description. Click those little timestamps, and off you go. But First up, AW Rampage buy-in on YouTube. It was Daniel, not Daniel, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, almost. And it was bloody brilliant. Um, you could tell at the beginning of this, I absolutely loved it. Like, Brian was kind of really finding it hard not to smile for all this. He was having the time of his life when he first squared up to Minoru Suzuki. And it's like, this is what I wanted for so long. Uh, and it was absolutely fantastic right from the get-go. Like every Like, immediately get into, like, a chop, kick, hit battle where... Minoru Suzuki's chopping Daniel Bryan and he just decides to like kick him back and then the the moment Minoru Suzuki hits him with that first big forearm to the head and Daniel Bryan goes down like he's been shot in the face and just sells it like crazy and it just makes you think of all of the head issues that he's had in the past and then that kind of informs every shot in the match from that point onwards. Absolutely fantastic way to start it and from there It just got more violent, if anything. Um, It just, like everything just changed, it got more intense and quicker and they were like just desperately trying to rip each other's limbs off as much as they can and punch each other in the face. Uh, And it just built and it built and it built to this finish, which was just one of the best finishes I've seen in ages. It was like one of the hardest hitting, like yay, boo, yay, boo segments um, that I'd ever seen. And the crowd was so hot and so into it. Really, really behind Brian Danielson, just loving every moment of it. Uh, And the punches just got harder and harder and faster and faster. And then both guys were screaming at the crowd to get them into an absolute frenzy. And then sort of Brian ran at Suzuki and then like he ducked the clothesline and Suzuki spun it round into a sleeper and then Brian got out of that and then he spun that round into another sleeper and then Brian reversed that to try and get it down into the label lock but then Suzuki reversed that into like the gotch style pile driver thing where then Brian flipped him out of that. And then there's another reversal and then they kind of run at each other and like duck the clotheslines a couple of times and just get faster and faster and faster running off the ropes until Brian hits one of the most explosive knees he's ever hit and right into the face of Minoru Suzuki, pins him one, two, three incredible match. If you haven't seen it, it is on AW's YouTube channel. I highly suggest you go check it out because it's just two dudes kicking the crap out of each other and loving every minute of
2: it. And it's one of those, it, it, it's again, just a completely different flavor of match to what Brian did, what Brian Danielson did with Kenny Omega. Like everyone's yeah. raving oh, yeah. about this match is like obviously the, the 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 pressure on Daniel's neck and like just the sheer drama in it and then seeing this where it was just a slugfest for a lot of it but then you had the grappling exchanges and the the the, the tactical noose to be able to like just transition out of submissions and maneuver themselves towards the ropes and it was just it had everything but it felt completely different to Kenny Omega and Dan- and Brian Danielson it's just it's yeah. mind boggling and like I like, can like, t- sorry go. I was just going to say, like, in, the, like, some of the transitions
1: from, like, submissions and things like that, like, they were, like, desperately, A, trying to wrench it in as hard as they possibly could, but, B, like, desperately, desperately trying to get out of it, and it made it really, really feel like an absolute battle between the two, that, like, if they lock this in, that's it, I'm
2: dead. It felt like a war, and, And, like... Every time he went for the cattle mutilation, he had to like take his shoulder off the mat to relieve the pressure. And I thought the commentary team yeah. were excellent through this match. Yeah, absolutely yeah. And the excellent. way Minoru Suzuki was
1: positioning himself around it, like you can just tell that guy is an absolute yeah. ring general as well as just one of the
2: toughest guys in the world. <laughs> and if Danielson's aim here is to prove that he's one of the best in the world still and he's not missed a step, but well, he's going the right way about it. Because just doing yeah. this, mixing things up like this, you're seeing, yeah. oh, we've just seen an absolute master at work. So just enjoy it. Buckle up. Indeed. Enjoy this I ride. I it because it's
1: not... It's not only like a dream match that we've been thinking about for ages of like, oh, what if Brian, like Daniel Bryan went to New Japan or whatever. It's not just a dream match like that. You can tell it's also a dream match for Brian himself. And like, you can tell throughout all of this that this is something he's wanted to do for a long, long
2: time. Easiest well, easiest to cheer babyface currently going in wrestling. Just that he was an absolute badass at the same time. It's madness. Yeah. Like, it was just badass. the crowd were going crazy, and I do not blame him. But speaking of things that make crowds go crazy, <laughs> right now, <laughs> Uh, good. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. It was uh, We had Mr. Roman Reigns just shooting from the hip again on, well, just on the internet and just in interviews and just just being the Roman Reigns we know and love at this point. He's great. Uh, he was uh, having a conversation with Complex and it's just blown up the internet, hasn't it? Because he was talking about CM Punk, he's talking about AEW and he just can't help himself. Cannot help himself with this Roman Reigns character. And uh, when when talking about the potential of, of maybe one day taking on CM Punk, this version of CM Punk taking on this version of Roman Reigns, he had this to say. He said, I mean, on a personal level, it doesn't do anything for me. That's not going to elevate me at all. He's older now. I haven't really seen a full match. I've seen a clip or two. And to me, a step or two has been lost. Then also, he got his whooped in the UFC so that's he's not really mincing words there is he about old cm punk and um, then he just went on to just make things worse really just he didn't really care about he was going to upset here. And he said, I don't think anybody really believes um, someone that's 200 pounds soaking wet with no explosive bone in their body could ever really do anything to me. I'm six foot three, 265 pounds, a legitimate athlete who can throw some weight around and has been on the gridiron at the highest level. Division one, all ACC. I probably would have maintained in the in the NFL if my health issues didn't happen when I was 22 years old. So I mean, when it comes down to it, I'll throw them pretty much all the rest of the roster out the club. No problem. They're just little brothers you know <laughs> I love him he's great he's just he's just. I don't know he's setting off a stick of dynamite I know pun intended and throwing it into the middle of the wrestling world and watching the chaos that unfolds after that but he wasn't done there he wanted to talk about AEW as well and when asked about them uh, being seen as competition to WWE at this moment in time again he just he went off He said, so me, I don't see the real competition with AEW because I think their fan base legitimately is a hardcore fan base, so there's like a ceiling and a built-in ground to that viewership. WWE is trying to connect with everyone, we're trying to connect with the mainstream, we're trying to pull in the casual fan, we're trying to engage the new viewer, while also servicing our hardcore fan base and give them compelling stories to fulfill them as well. I don't know if I've said it before but I've said it before, that's the literal quote, when the audience is probably the biggest character in your show, that's strange to me. There's an awful lot to unpack there, Phil, and, and I think not least the fact that you said that they're trying to connect with the new viewer when the average age on NXT 2.0 at this current moment in time is 62 years old. <laughs> yeah, um, I am a big fan of this. Just
1: absolute troll version of Roman Reigns, not gonna lie. He just said this and then you could immediately see the internet just pop off and it's just watch, chuck these words out there and watch them explode all over the fan base. It's really good stuff. Uh, but at the same time, he's kind of accidentally shot on himself and the WWE product, especially when you kind of bring the audiences into it. Like if you start talking about AEW's audience and how oh it's ridiculous that they're like one of the biggest characters on the show like if you just have to look at the difference between how engaged and into everything AW crowds are when you compare it to WWE crowds like AW you never see the crowds just completely taking over a show and throwing beach balls and chanting we are awesome and things like that you do it on the WWE side because I'm a little bit more bored outside and not quite as engaged in the product that you're delivering.
2: Just literally watch two minutes of Brian Danielson Suzuki compared to Becky Lynch Sasha Banks last night. Just to, that's yeah, all I'll do. it's it I'll do. a
1: fantastic match.
2: <laughs> really fun match, but just look at the audience difference. It's a different kettle of fish. Worlds away. Um, but yeah,
1: in terms of just throwing something out there and watching the internet explode, big fan, big fan. But maybe you should temper what you say a little bit so you're not actually accidentally shooting on yourself
2: <laughs> i love it though i love it it's just it, twitter's been a very fun place to be this morning <laughs> indeed. I love it. good stuff uh but yes moving
1: over back well staying on wwe uh it was of course the super sized smackdown last night and they did indeed obviously put uh, becky versus Sasha, and really kind of shoehorned really quickly a uh, contract signing between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar onto the final half hour to go directly up against Rampage, because they're not competition at all, are they? Um, mm. But also on that show uh, was obviously the semifinals in the, in the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournament, so Finn Balor beat Sami Zayn, <laughs> of course he did, um, didn't see that one coming, and Zelina Vega beat Carmella because of a Liv Morgan distraction, of course. So we do have an updated uh, card now for Crown Jewel. So it's going to be at the tippy top Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, who signed that contract at the end of SmackDown and said, haha, Roman, I've already read this contract. Uh, Back with my advocate, Paul Heyman. Oh, dropping the bomb into that storyline. Big fan. Uh, And then we're also going to get the WWE title match. It's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Big E, which is also going to be very good fun, I think. Um, Triple threat match for the SmackDown women's title, Sasha versus Bianca versus Becky. And if that Sasha versus Becky match is anything to go by, this is going to be fantastic too. I just hope they actually give it time on the crown jewel card. That's (laughs) who knows. Uh, Then we're getting the Raw Tag Team titles, AJ Styles and Omos taking on Randy and, and Matt Riddle. We've got a No Holds Bard match between Bobby Lashley and Bill Goldberg. Uh, we've got Helena Cell match between Seth Rollins and Edge. We've got the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals, which is going to be Zelina Vega versus either Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler going to assume Shayna Baszler, although I'm really looking forward to that match on more, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. If you don't know much about dewdrop, she is actually really, really good at wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we've got the King of the Ring finals as well, which is going to be Finn Balor versus either Jinder Mahal or hopefully Xavier Woods. And then we've finally got Mansour versus Mustafa Ali for the full card.
2: It's a, Yeah, it's it's certainly shaping up, shaping up to be a blockbuster card. I mean, personally, I just can't wait for Bill versus Bob in a no-holds barred match. That's going to be fun. But it's, yeah, there's, a, there's something for everyone, really, looking at that card. It's just kind of a shame the circumstances under which it's going down. Like, we could go there, but it's... it's they often bad. do this with the Saudi shows, though. Like, on paper, they look absolutely
1: incredible shows. Yeah. But then when they deliver it, it's sort of a bit more sort of house show styling yeah. level. It's not like WrestleMania matches quality well, kind of thing. But
2: there were those conversations about it potentially like WWE trying to make them mean more going forward and feel more significant and like they have more of a an impact on storylines genuine, like genuinely going down in WWE. So hopefully that does happen and it means it actually means something, but we'll just have to wait and see if that's the case. But I'm gonna. This is quite a nice story, to be fair, that we're gonna like round off the stories with today because. It's just the fact that Amanda Huber is now all elite, and that's that's that is enough to brighten anyone's day. It's a lovely, lovely thing AEW have done, and just for more information on it, Huber obviously the the widow of Brody Lee, uh, she took to Twitter and she like spoke about the fact that she's now for- officially a part of the company, and she's going to be working as AEW's community, where well, she's going to be working on the AEW's uh, community outreach team. Uh, she thanked the AEW president, obviously Tony Khan. She thanked Brandy Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, everybody. Uh, Words literally were, words can't express how happy I am right now. The ability to be a part of AEW and work with the communities is legitimately a dream job. And she just said thank you to everyone. And Cody then tweeted out saying, Great day. Please welcome Amanda Huber to the community outreach team. Tony Cohen has placed her on the best team as we approach each community AEW performs in and makes strides to do good when the cameras are on, and more importantly, when they're off. Welcome, Amanda. And it's just great. I mean, I, I don't know what else to add to this. It's it's fantastic that they've just got, like, got a place for her now in the company, and she's now been fully... Brought into the AEW family officially. I mean, she already was anyway, just with the way that AEW's handled everything since Brody Lee's unfortunate and just tragic passing. Obviously, they gave negative a negative one. Brody Jr., he's got, got a contract already with AEW he's been performing as a member of the Dark Order. And it's just been a real example, of this. I love it. It's just been, obviously, love's probably a strong word, but like, it's an example of what. A promotion can do in these situations and how they can go about just handling someone's legacy and their their their, their families and everything else in su- in the wake of such a tragedy i think it's you've got to tip your cap to aw they've done done some good stuff here
1: yeah absolutely it's always really nice to see with the whole jan huber thing and like even like going as far as like cm punk saying that like specifically the way they, they have handled this is like one of the big key reasons why he signed there in the first place because um, everything they've done has been absolutely top class and just really really good stuff and this is just a further extension of that and i'm sure she'll be an absolutely great fit in that position in terms of the community outreach which aw have done a lot of um since they started as well like like even like little things like last night i saw cody um, like someone tweeted at him saying that is like cancer was in remission but like it's always been one of his dreams to like photograph CM punk or something like that and cody was like yep you're in you're like you've got press access and it's like just straight stuff in and it's just like little t- little touches like that little community outreach things that really make a difference uh, yeah. and it's good to see that they're going to be continuing this down the line
2: it's classy classy touches indeed
1: good stuff uh but we will move over to your twitter questions and the first one comes from wes who says i'm all for ufc guys making the jump to wrestling if they can work but watching santos out there in a main event no less was just cringy i can't be the only one who feels this way thoughts thought i ask you uh, mr ufc mr ufc is that
2: who i am i mean mr. it's all fake UFC. so I mean, you know won't be fake in a minute phil <laughs> it's um it's it's an interesting one because I think the, the star power of De Santos because he's a former UFC heavyweight champion and everything else that comes with that, it made sense to get him in that position if he was up for doing it, he was up for taking the bumps. Cool. Put him on there and he gets a lot of eyes on the product. But it was clear that maybe he'd just been told to go in there and throw some shame at man punches and it was a bit, ugh, I don't know, it didn't quite click. It doesn't click for everyone. Like you look at Cain Velasquez in WWE, it just seemed like he was he'd had a bit of wrestling training but not... Probably to the degree where he could hold up a match for for twenty minutes. But then you look at somebody like Ronda Rousey, who we saw her progress over a year or so, and she was unbelievable. By the end, she was probably like in the top three in the company in terms of just workers, which is frightening, really, to to be to progress that quickly. So. I don't know. It depends. For me, it depends how dedicated you are to being a part of the the, the companies and the, the, the touring process and just like honing your craft in the wrestling ring. If you're just going there for a quick paycheck, there's nothing wrong with that. People are going to pay the money to go and do it, but don't expect to see these people putting on a, a five star clinic. I don't think that's what they're there for. They're there to, for the casual watchers who watch UFC and see Junior DeSantos Santos and go, "Oh, what's going on here?" And they click on, and you get a few extra fans pumping into AEW, which is fine. I guess it's fine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, like you say, like it obviously sometimes clicks and there is a lot of crossover there in terms of the athleticism and things like that. And like you look at like Riddle and like you say, Ronda and Shayna Baszler and how like Brock Lesnar and like how effortlessly people have crossover, but it like looks effortlessly when you see it on TV, but it's really not. And there's a lot of work that they put in behind the scenes and years and years and years of building up to this. Um, And yeah, like you say, if you're just coming in for a quick thing, like, A, it must be really hard when you're used to shoot, punching someone in the face as hard as you possibly can to then try and pull that back into a wrestling match. Uh, like, there's going to be a fine line there that you can toe. Um,
2: put so it I this way, Phil. That is. Not everyone
1: can be a bad bunny, you know what I mean? Indeed. Not everyone. This is true. This is true. Um, but next question comes from Mark Smith, who says, Morning, guys. The only question that needs answering today is, what happened to NXT ups and downs?
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm in the firing line this morning. <laughs> um, what happened? I don't know. It's on fire. I, well, it just—it just. It just... It's one of those things where it just wasn't getting as many views as it used to in the past and we're, we, we need to obviously make money this is a business and like as much as we love just talking about wrestling i talk about nxt to the cows from home we can't just be throwing something out there if people aren't as interested as they used to be it's just the way it is and if you look at nxt's numbers in general like away from youtube it's not making for good watching right now and unless that starts going in a different direction it's not really going to make sense for for companies like ourselves to to cover them as much as we used to which is just a bit sad because I love NXT up and downs, and I miss it. It is sad, it is a shame but yeah like you say
1: in a day we do have to make money from the videos, it is a business and yeah the views just weren't there up to where we sort of needed them to be to warrant continuing on the video. Um, but it is something that will be reassessed in the future and if things change in nxt or if something changes within us like we will look at bringing it back at some point so never say never in this crazy world of wrestling um but for now yeah it's crazy how much ups and downs views follows the ratings of the show like if no one's interested in the show which is nxt it doesn't have a huge amount of interest in at the minute um the kind of yeah ups and downs ratings also go down so it will it might be back at some point and we will definitely reassess it same with impact as well um Mm. exactly the same situation so we shall see hopefully it comes back at some point we may yellow highlight again indeed and the final question of the day comes from kr21 who says uh with finn balor advancing to the finals of the king of the ring uh crown jewel and the likelihood of a heel winning the Queen's Crown tournament, what are the chances that we see the Demon reappear at Crown Jewel and become the Demon King?
2: I think it's an interesting one to go down because I don't feel like they've, they've hammered the Demon King moniker specifically like over our heads a lot like since the demons returned i don't think it's it's been more the demons back it's not really there was a time and it was just demon king demon king demon king it was everywhere whereas i feel like maybe they've held back on it so they can officially crown him the demon king and then michael cole will look at the camera and give you about 20 different winks i think that that'll probably happen i'd like to see that i mean they've pulled out the demon in saudi before i think they did it against i believe they did it against andrade maybe i might be just dreaming that up but it's something that is a spectacle character. They like pulling out all the stops in Saudi. I think the Saudi fans are adore seeing the, the demon rise from wherever he rises from now. He comes back to life. It's great. To, to the sound of a heartbeat. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, any excuse to see Finn Balor flay around like a fish, I'm in.
1: They also do kind of need to rehabilitate the demon character after what happened at the last show. <laughs> hey, it <laughs> wasn't his fault, man. It was the turnbuckle. He didn't do anything. And then they just completely forgot about it on TV. Yeah. Cool. Um, personally, I would rather have Xavier Woods win. But if Finn Balor is going to win, I think doing it as the Demon King route would actually be quite an interesting thing to go down the line. It, like I say, helps rehabilitate the demon character. And then when he does bring out the demon, it is the Demon King. And maybe it adds an extra layer onto it. Um, but still, Xavier Woods, it's going to be Xavier Woods. Please let it be Xavier Woods. We just need that nice moment. Come on like xavier woods just cosplay as the demon why not yes. <laughs> i can see that that would be very entertaining yeah, great <laughs> yeah i oh, want that man. demon king xavier woods that's what we need book it it's there <laughs> open go and on that note uh let's end the video i guess if you want you can follow us over on twitter you can follow me at PhilmyChambers chambers and you can follow gareth at gmorgan04 and you can follow all of us at What Culture, WWE ups and downs for both SmackDown, super sized SmackDown, I should say, and Rampage are coming later on today. So make sure you check those out with a list at some point as well. And subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below what you think of all of today's stories. And most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day.
2: And go watch Danielson and Suzuki. Yes, do that. They kick each other really hard. (laughs) Good. See you later.